Hey everyone, thank you so much for clicking on this episode. I really wanna do a quick intro on Anthony. So Anthony is the co-founder of Up The Anti Productions and he was a engineering student turned videographer because he realized he loved videography a lot. So we're gonna talk more about how and why he loves video production, why he likes business and where he just recently moved to. So let's get into it. Well, Anthony, thank you for uh, coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, of course, Corey. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about like your background, uh, where you're from and what you're kind of doing right now? Sure. So um, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, northwest suburbs of Chicago. Um, I grew up in a family of seven kids. So there was nine of us in total. So I grew up in a big family. Um, and I was a kid that did everything. Um, I grew up just kind of whatever I can get my hands on, I was super interested in. Um, so I, I was, I would get into like building Legos and origami and solving the Rubik's cube and, um, and just building things with my hands and creating stuff. Um, and, and in, in a, in a big family at a, at dinner, if you, um, if you weren't one to be able to tell a good story, you weren't, you weren't able to talk much. Um, so you must have been talking a lot. Oh no, we couldn't. Well, you got your time, you know, you want ah, to okay. you, you only get so much to say and you better say it right. And you better be able to, um, explain whatever was going on, um, very efficiently. So quickly I learned, um, I learned how to build things and, and become very independent in my life. And I also, in a way, I think that kind of guided me towards learning how to tell a good story. Um, just being able to, to, to sit down and, and explain something that happened in the past. Um, so video wasn't really an interest of mine until probably my senior year of high school. Um, and it wasn't even a big deal. I was just, I was a wrestler and um, I, my junior year, I was getting pretty good. And I didn't want all of my matches and all of my um, just kind of my my skills of, as a wrestler to go away. So I started just filming every match I, I had and I made like a junior year highlight wrestling video. Um, and then my senior year, I did the same thing. And those were really the first two videos I ever made um, my junior and senior year of high school. And then I kind of just lost it. Like I didn't really video wasn't really in my wheelhouse until I, I, um, I met my co-founder of up the any productions, my sophomore year of college. Um, uh, I was going to be an engineer. I was sitting in engineer class and he sit, he sat right next to me and we were just, we were just talking about stuff, life, didn't know him before, um, started talking about cameras and what we're interested in. And, um, at the time I had a drone and, at the time he had a GoPro. So we kind of just met up one day and said we'd make a video and we had no plan and, and, and no idea this up the anti productions would, would come to come about. Um, and then fast forward to today, we are, you know, we're, uh, um, an LLC. We have worked with probably about 75 clients and we, and I'm, I'm, I'm making this my full-time job, which is pretty unique to be able to, um, to bring something into existence and, and to be able to live off of it and, um, and enjoy what I do every time, every time I'm working, most people can't say that. So I'm happy to have that blessing. 
So true. Um, and that's also like kind of an interesting fact with, you know, you coming straight out of college now and being able to actually start or, you know, grow a, uh, an already existing business. Um, that is something that a lot of people either one, they, they like just don't want to take the time and effort to do that or two, they, uh, you know, they just want to, you know, take an easy way out and go get a job right away or think it's not for them. Um, and I also found it interesting about how you met your co-founder in engineering class over at Iowa State. Can you talk more about your experience in, at Iowa State? Like, is it, was it choose your own adventure? And were you able to like, uh, th- like were you able to connect with other videographers on campus? Yeah, so um, my first two years of college, almost three years, three and a half actually, my first three and a half years of college, I was studying mechanical engineering um, and I wasn't in love with it. I was, I was struggling, but I was still getting through classes. Um, you know, I was passing and, and kind of getting through what I needed to. And I still love like the engineering side of things. Whenever I like, even all this camera equipment, I love the engineering behind it too. I love studying the sensors. I just love um, how things work. I love learning how things work. So I still have that mentality, but um, a lady came into my class uh, the second semester of my junior year and she introduced me to the Papa John Center for Entrepreneurship at Iowa State. And I didn't know that was a thing at all. I'm, I know that entrepreneurship was kind of a taboo subject, like, oh yeah, um, you know, entrepreneurs are the ones that are dropping out of college and starting Facebook and Apple and, or becoming influencers and just like David Dobrik, like those were the entrepreneurs I was thinking of. And then she introduced um, uh, the class to entrepreneurship and the next day I walked in the building with no with no plan I just wanted to meet people because I was interested in, in starting a business or at least kind of learning entrepreneurship and um, and ever since that day I've been connected to so many so many resources through Iowa State University um, I went through Sci starters um, I was able to go through a bunch of pitch competitions and win some money um, and I was mentored and had um, and had so many resources to build um, up the Annie Productions, and um, and yeah, it was so. I was it was. It sounds cheesy, but choose your own adventure. It definitely, um, I was able to do so because of that. And then once I del- once I delve into um, entrepreneurship, I actually changed my major to major in entrepreneurship. So I was an engineer for three and a half years. Changed my major to entrepreneurship. Graduated with an entrepreneurship degree. And, um, and yeah, I did that because Iowa State was just so willing to, um, to give resources and connect me with people that I would probably have never met um, prior to or in the engineering college. That's true. And in my experience, or actually what, I, what I'm kind of thinking right now is that you and I kind of relate in, the, you know, in some regard with the John Papa John Center because that was my experience. Just copy and paste that, delete the Iowa State, and add on the UNI logo. And like, yeah, so I, you know, I graduated from the University of Northern Iowa and I got really involved at the John Papa John Center. And I do you know, in some regard, think that the reason why I am where I am today is because of the JPEG and the uh, program, you know, stuff like that. Um, Can you talk a bit more about what SciStarters is? Yeah, so it is a 10-week accelerator program. Um, So you pitched an idea or an existing business to to the people who are running the Papa John Center, and they pick 15 
um, businesses to kind of sponsor for the summer. And they give you $6,500 for individuals or 13,000 for teams. Um, and they give you resources, they give you space, they give you time, and they give you freedom to just build your business. Um, and they connect you with, with I met so many people, they connected with me with connected me with successful entrepreneurs. They connected me with lawyers. They connected me with um, marketing professionals, kind of like every industry that you can imagine. They had someone they brought in and they would walk you through accounting and finances and, um, and teach you the tangibles that it, it takes to start a business and to um, successfully run a business. Um, and, and yeah, you have 10 weeks and, and the sole goal is to grow your business. They don't take any equity. They just, um, they dedicate their time, energy, money, and resources to grow your business. And, um, and hopefully, you know, you take off. And there's been many companies that, um, that have gone through size starters over the last six years. I think they've been doing it, um, that, uh, have raised over a million dollars or multi multiple millions of dollars just from, just from the nurturing of an idea and, and kind of just telling someone that, yeah, like let's make this work. Um, so, so up the ante productions went through size starters and we, um, we were able to initially buy the equipment that we needed to run a video production company. Um, it's a lot of money, (laughs) especially when you're not making, um, you know, you're not, you know, when you're just getting started, you don't really have the experience or the, um, or the product that really sells big projects. So you kind of have to take smaller projects, which um, takes a while to build up capital to, to, to pay for all this equipment that um, a filmmaker has. So so that was my experience in a nutshell, for sure. Okay, perfect. Are you able to kind of talk about uh, Up the Ante Productions, what you guys do, your kind of maybe your whys and uh, maybe why you even love video production? Yeah, so Up the Ante Production is a, um, we kind of generalize ourselves as a, just an overall video production company. Um, we still yet haven't really specialized on our product. Um, we, we started off doing real estate and we've, we've done um, like brand videos, like product videos, travel videos. And most recently we've been really getting to, into weddings and, um, and filming weddings. So that's kind of our newest um, specialty at this point. Um, we filmed a wedding about a year ago, our first wedding about a year ago, and I really enjoyed the process. Um, I um, I liked I liked the way you were able to tell a story through the event and capture the beauty and in the emotions of a day, and um, and I loved I just loved working with people. Um, you know, shooting real estate's fun, but I just um, you're just really capturing walls when I wish I could be capturing, um, people and emotions. And, um, so that's kind of what I've, I've fallen, fallen in love with recently is, is music videos, um, and weddings because people are involved in, in the creative process. It's just so immense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what we've been doing recently. That gives you a, a pretty good understanding. Yeah, it does. And I think, uh, so for my last podcast that I did recently with, with Courtney Ball, we talked about like, you know, the, the story is the king of content. And when you're doing a wedding film, it's really the story about uh, the wedding day, but also to like, 
how the couple met and stuff like that. So what has your experience been in telling that story? I mean, um, you know, are there, what, what's, what's unique about, you know, your production? Yeah. So, um, kind of like you said, um, it's really tough to, to nail down that story. And that's kind of what I mentioned, um, earlier about my, me growing up in a, in a family where storytelling was so important to us. Um, I was able to use that skill set and, um, and really just dial in what is, what is this couple really about? What, um, what do they love? What, um, what details did they put into the wedding? Um, who's there and, uh, how can they be captured in, in a good light so that, um, so that it feels like you were there. Um, so I think the importance of being able to tell that, that story at a wedding, it just separates you from someone that maybe is just making a montage of the night. The antidote to that would be, you know, explaining the detail. And if you can get some of the good audio between the bride and the groom, or if they have a letter that they have written to each other, get that on camera and kind of walk uh, the viewer through what they, maybe they went through. So if they were talking about a troubled time, maybe you film them kind of walking away from each other, or you kind of, you you have to be quick on your feet because you really don't know um, maybe at the moment that you don't know what the letters are saying or what the night is really going to entail. So of course you got your shot list and your checklist of the details, the venue, the drone shots, the wide shots, the, you know, the tight shots. And that's, that comes with experience. But on top of that, um, just the story of the night and the story of what the couple really feels like and, um, and, and who they are, which you can really get from, um, yeah, you can really get from whatever happened that night and, and you being there and, and allows you um, to create that story. It's hard to explain. Cause... Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, well, I think uh, for me personally, when I... Well, when I go for wedding films, I really enjoy being able to sit down with the bride and the groom and kind of talk about, you know, who they are, uh, kind of talk about their journey as a couple. And I try to incorporate that into the final film um, because what I ask them to do is I ask them to write each other um, a letter about, you know, how they're feeling about each other, you know, maybe some, you know, things that they've gone through in, in their relationship so far and then talk about the future you know what are they excited to do you know maybe build that family uh, you know take some trips you know whatever makes them unique um, so that I can have each of them read that card to the camera and I have that sound bite and I'm able, I'm able to craft a story from that um, and so when I get to a wedding uh, of the, the day of it, it's stressful and you know because because there's so much riding on this one day but you just have to like kind of take a breath and realize that like you know they hired you because they are confident that you can tell their story to the best you know to the best of your capability and i think that's one thing with with your wedding films that i've watched um that they're just like i mean they they also focus on the story but you you i think you had a visual appeal like uh when I first saw one of your wedding films, uh, I, I saw a, uh, um, it, it was them, I believe in a winery, out in a winery, uh, and it, you know, the, it was a drone shot, and then their names were tracked. Um, so I, I thought that was really unique. I, that captured my attention. And as if, yeah, and if you're, if you, you know, if you were my videographer at my wedding, like I would be extremely proud of, of that shot. <laughs> I'd be like, look at this. 
shove it in people's faces. Yeah, I, I think it's always nice to, to pull from or just create new content. I'm always striving to, to do better and better. And every video I make, I always tell myself like, while when I'm fully done with the, the project and I look back, I always, I'm always like, dang, I could have done better. Not in a way where um, I didn't do my best, but I've learned so much in that, in those months or in those weeks where by the end of it, I'm already like, okay, I, you know, these shots, I probably would have changed up because now I know what it looks like. And um, I think it's always important to, um, to up the ante <laughs> when you're making videos. <laughs> <a video post. laughs> Dude, you have to play more into that. You have to play more into it. <laughs> well, that really is. Cause like when I ever, when I look back on videos a year, I made a year ago, I'm like, dang, you know, it's good, but it wasn't, it's not that good. And then I can't wait to just see what my next, you know, year is or next five years are going to look like, because I really yeah. do enjoy like putting those, those really unique kind of like the, the word tracking or mm-hmm. special effects. So there's something that just makes it super creative. I think that's what I like. I think, and you know, for the audience right now, you know, they are in digital, you know, typically these people are in digital advertising or the creators themselves. So whether or not, and I'm talking to the audience now, if you're a, a copywriter, you know, a filmmaker, if you, if you do any sort of digital creative or marketing, you can go back and look at the work that you did a year ago and just say like, blow your mouth, like this blows my mind. I'm like, I'm like, that was bad, but now this stuff is so perfected. And I, but even now, like you're gonna look at the stuff you're making right now and you think it's good, but in the next five years, when you look back, you're gonna be like, dang, like like that that's not good at all. So you know, it's and it's also an, it's it's a it's a subjective thing rather than objective. Um, and, and so I, that's you know an interesting tidbit I, I think when we look at our. Uh, at our past work. So, um, you know, in terms of, you know, let's talk about the past work and stuff like that. Do you have like any people that you've looked up to that you've uh, like kind of not copied, but you've kind of adopted their style of like video work or anything like that? Yeah, it's funny you ask that because I am 100% self-taught um, in in ways where it's more like YouTube has taught me than um, than a formal teaching. Like when I first picked up a DSLR camera, I had no idea what ISO, f-stop, and aperture were, and um, and shutter speed. I didn't know, so I just had to dive into the videos and videos to figure out how how a camera works, how to use it, how to keep it from looking shaky, how to make the, you know, what makes a um, what makes the shot look, you know, prettier. What's depth of field? Creating all these aspects of of content creating, I had no idea. I didn't know anything. Um, so um, my first couple of videos were really just figuring out like how to record a video on a camera. Um, and then from there, it's just it's just leveling up. And it's, um, it's oh, well, I'll get to um, the people that have inspired me. So I, a lot of people that I, or a lot, um, some, some names that got me inspired were um, pretty typical, but like Peter McKinnon, um, he has been like day one, I, every video, um, everything I've learned, most of what I've learned has been through him. Um, he's taught me most about filmmaking. I've watched some full-time filmmaker with um, Parker Wallback. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's taught me a lot of um, technical stuff. So lighting, cameras, 
you know, depth of field, creating depth, um, faking depth, just creating high quality content. Um, other people that have inspired me to create that story have been Sam Colder. Um, ah, yeah. He's a pretty big yeah. YouTuber. Yeah. I think he's one of the best storytellers. I can watch his video from zero to 25 minutes if it has to be. He, he's, he really drags the audience in and, and he does it with um, good screenwriting and also like motion effects and video and visual effects. He started a, a very uh, like you know, a huge trend of of transition packs and stuff like that. His transitions, you know, for the day that he started were just mind blowing. But he all but like it's not even the transitions that caught your eye. It was the way the story transitioned with those transition packs because he like he hid the transition in the words mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah he he's one of the, he was one of the first people that got me out, off the couch and, and start filming because whenever i see stuff like that i don't um i don't typically get jealous i get more inspired like hey i need to go out and start filming so i'll start filming a tree or a, a bird flying or just whatever i can get my hands on at that moment um but but yeah, he um, he got me off the couch and, and and has helped me create travel videos, which I really enjoy. Um, I'm hoping that this company can um, can allow me to travel because that's really what I want to do. I want to be able to travel the world um, and and bring my camera and tell that story. So those are a couple creators that have influenced me. Um, and yeah, that's all I can think of right now. How about you? Okay. Uh, for me, I, yeah, Peter McKinnon was, was, is a pretty big, a pretty big influence for me. Uh, but when I actually, I think I got started early on, like, like 2000, like I was on YouTube in 2005. Uh, so like, yeah, my sister, my sister, uh, was like showing me YouTube like way back in the day. Um, and I started my own YouTube channel. I, which I'm not going to say the name because it's stupid, but, um, I, cause I have stupid, like I was in like, uh, like fifth grade creating these YouTube skits. And, uh, one of them in 2011, 2010, 2011 went viral. And it was just like, it's like a stupid, it was just a stupid video. It's, not, it's like nothing bad about it. But, uh, in 2010, it got 120,000 views. And that was my first time making, and then I made a hundred dollars off that video. And as like a 12 year old or, you know, however young I was, I was like, and that's what really got me interested in video, you know, in storytelling and stuff like that is that I, I can make money doing my own thing, creating things that I'm excited about. And that's, you know, that's one of the key aspects to why I do what I do is because I'm able to uh, self-sustain myself, which I, I'd say that's probably similar to you. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. But anyway, back to your point with the you know, people that have inspired me, uh, Casey Neistat. I found Casey Neistat when uh, he released his first, like one of his first videos, um, and he had like I think it was like fifty thousand subscribers or something like that. So I'm like I'm like OG oh, Casey Neistat. Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I, and oh, uh, and then for wedding filmmaking, it was Craig Adams. Uh, he does travel content now, so he'll go out to like different mountains and uh, film himself and giving like hiking guides and, and it's all. So it's in, but he started Wedding Film School. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, um, but yeah, Wedding Film School is an interest. Like, is a cool. It's a YouTube channel. 
um, they they just kind of do edu- like you know regular education on how you uh, film a wedding and stuff like that. So Craig Adams was one of the uh, foundational uh, people that that got me into wedding filmmaking. Sweet, that's cool. Day. What was your first wedding? Tell me that story. Yeah, so uh, back in my junior year of high school, I had a business teacher, Mr. Main, which I'm not sure if he'll watch this one or not. But Mr. Main has been uh, a vi- played a vital role in getting my uh, my video stuff dialed in. So he let me borrow the school camera, which I don't think he was allowed to do. But he let me borrow this like this big JVC camera. It was like a digital camera, and he was like, "So my friend uh, needs a wedding done, and they'll pay this amount of money." And when I saw when I was like when they when he said the amount of money, I'm like whoa it was like four hundred dollars but like but um you know to a 16 year old that's a lot of freaking money uh so i ended up uh, meeting with the couple and we created a like a little highlight film and that's when it all got started like you know and we talked earlier about like you know looking back at your at your past work now i'm like oh my god what was i doing but like just the found getting the foundation start started um, so yeah, so that was back my junior year of high school. Shout out to Mr. Maine, um, because yeah, that, that first wedding really, uh, got a spark in, uh, digital content creation and, and, you know, creating videos, uh, for a living. So, yeah. What did you edit it on? Uh, I edited on a pirated copy of Premiere Pro. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. My friend Mason gave, I think it was Mason. He gave me a cracked version of uh of adobe uh premiere pro so uh, i have i now to the camera i now pay a monthly subscription to premiere pro lawyers do not come at me yeah disclaimer so um yeah and then i moved out to, i moved on to uh, final cut and then now i'm back on premiere pro like i said but yeah yeah what was your first you know what was the first paid video that you did first paid video um <laughs> I, my sister was one of the managers at the, um, at an apartment complex in Ames, um, where I was going to college and I asked her if we could make a, a real estate video for their apartment complex. And it was for block one, um, off of Lincoln way. And she said that they had a budget of $300 and we, um, and that was pretty cool because I've never been paid for video before. Kind of like you said um, earlier, it's like, oh, wow, I can get paid for something like this. Um, and I all I had was um, a phantom drone, a DJI phantom drone. So what we did was we walked around the, the, the apartment holding the drone while my buddy was like recording and I was just walking and holding it. Thinking back, it was a pretty good idea because it had a gimbal. It was a 4K camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty handy. It was pretty handy. So it worked out real well. Um, oh, the editing, the editing was horrendous. I didn't know how to edit. It was more just like, like just putting stuff on top and filling the gaps, but there was no story. There was no flow. Um, there was no visual effects. It was really bad. Like at the end, I still remember the, to this day, but at the end it, it looked like credits. <laughs> um, the, the, the last screen looked like credits. It said the name, of the, the, the apartment, the email, um, their phone number, their location. And it was just so bad. It was no, there was no design to it or creativity to it. Um, 
so yeah that was my first paid wedding video or paid not wedding but first paid video was a real estate video <laughs> okay how did that change your perspective so i guess it made me realize that um it's not as easy as one might think um because i remember after we delivered it, they weren't like the happiest clients. Like my sister's pretty real. She told me, she's like, yeah, this is, this is good. But, um, you know, we, we could probably, probably do something better. And, okay. um, I was like, okay. So I, I took that in a positive light where, um, um, we need to love, love our game. So we need to learn more about video. Um, and again, I didn't know anything about cameras. I didn't know anything about video editing. Um, I, I think we did it on Premiere Pro, but I had no idea what I was doing. Probably took me like 10 hours to make that video when it should have taken like half an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, so from there, we just did another real estate video for um, another company down the, down the street. And we actually flew the drone um, and they were building the apartment. So we every three months we came and, and did like a POI, a point of interest um, video. Mm -hmm. of the building as it's being built which I thought was pretty neat um it wasn't as creative as it had to be because it was really just the the story was the the building of of the building and you could see the changes so from there it was really just learning how to make a video learning what equipment we needed um learning how to use the equipment buying the equipment and it's kind of like every filmmaker's story is they started with um you know they started with something that could capture video and then they learned that there's so much more that can go into it to really to really harness that um, that skill set. <clears throat> hmm. And on the subject of getting started in video, um, let's say that there's somebody that's watching this video right now that is either on the cusp of getting started or is getting started in the video production in the field. You know, what advice or what would you say to them? Uh, I would probably say don't get so caught up in the equipment. Um, and get caught up in the story. Um, like my phone could probably make a video just as good as the equipment I have. Um, and most people have a professional camera in their pocket. Um, so having all the equipment is nice and fancy and you look more professional. And in the end, you could probably make a more professional video, but I think people should obsess more about the story to be told and, um, and the creativity and the experience that if it is a wedding video, like get to know, be friends with the bride and groom, like, um, like create an awesome experience for them so that they will recommend you, um, or, or yeah, so that you can be recommended. So don't get caught up in the equipment, um, get caught up in the story. I think that would be my one line advice. Okay. I liked how you said the customer experience, because a lot of times when I'm dealing with, uh, my couples, or if I'm dealing with business clients, I, I really like, I mean, to me, the, the way the experience that people have with me, um, I want to be able to like you know make that positive. Um, however, when people are first getting started out, they tend to not think about that. Um, and so I urge the people who are listening to this or are watching this, uh, and you're just getting started out, make sure that you you know like you you can deliver like a shitty video. But if you are nice to your client, if you make, if you talk with them, if you actually have a conversation with them as to why they want to create the video, what the video is for, and if you over deliver on a promise and, you know, are able to like, even like 
even just like say, hey, how's everything going to your client? Like that will make the world of difference. Um, for me, like um, I like to take either, you know, I like to take my clients out either for a beer or if they don't want to drink beer, then, you know, go for a dinner. Um, but, you know, I just like, I, I take that time to really understand who they are, uh, to talk with them and just like, because a lot of times people reach out to you like, Hey, I want a wedding film. Um, but you want to like actually like create a human experience because you're not just exchanging a service, you're exchanging your name, you're exchanging something that people are going to talk to their groups about. So you want to make sure that it's a positive experience. Um, or do you do anything like, you know, what, what are some things that you do uh, to make sure that you're you know, having a great customer experience? Yeah, and and uh, on on uh, to add on to your note, this wedding is typically one of the most important days of her life or their lives, and um, you really need to make sure that they trust you because you can't mess it up. There's no second chances with weddings, <laughs> um, so yeah, the customer experience is very important. Um, but things that I do is, um, you know, communication is is the number one thing. If they reach out to me, I'm getting back to them within within an hour or on that day that they reached out to me, even if it's a Sunday or, or a Saturday, um, cause they don't want someone, I know I wouldn't want, if I had a wedding videographer, I wouldn't want someone that took a week to get back to me. Cause that's going to show, um, in the end, if the video isn't perfect, um, maybe they'll give you some leeway because you've been really good at communication. Um, and I think that's the number one thing is being able to really communicate what you can do as a wedding videographer, what you're expecting, what they're expecting. Um, and I try to, when it comes to like the creation of the videos, I really try to dial in the vision that they have. Is it like a dark and moody air or is it airy and bright? Or is it, um, is it supposed to be like a party video or is it more like cinematic and storytelling? Um, and I ask them to send me as many examples, whether it's a clip from a wedding video or, um, or even just colors that they really like. Um, I really try to make sure that our vision is totally aligned so that on the wedding day, there's no, um, there's no mistake or mistakes on, um, on how the video want or how they want the video to be created and, um, how we're going to perform that day. So I think communication is number one thing. And that comes with all, all clients. Cause, um, in the creative field, it's so hard to work with people because everyone is creative in their own way. And it's really hard to, um, it's really hard to dial in a, um, a creation without really creating it first. Right. So, um, you really got to communicate with them on almost all of the details before you start diving into the project so that there's no, um, misunderstanding between the two parties. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just like the customer experience that that's also, that's one thing that I've been working so hard on because I, uh, before, like before, I'll be, I'll be honest before, uh, I wasn't that great of a communicator. Like it would take me days to get back to people and I'm just like, I put myself in their shoes and I'm like, that's unacceptable. Like that just does not like vibe with me well. So I'm like, you know, I've got to, I've, I've got to step up to the plate and I've got to become better at communicating. Uh, so I, I always actively oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm like you know remember a few years ago when you weren't good at this that's why you need to start you need to keep onward keep going onward good so. that's good that you were able to look inside and, and make those changes because most right. people 
um, don't want to try. No, most people don't want to change. <laughs> That's true. Change is difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of change, you were once in Iowa. You are now in Memphis. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah. So Nashville. Um, or Nashville. Not, or what did I what did I say before? Memphis. Memphis. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so sorry. Those are like the two big cities in yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's been different. Um, it's been tough to be honest. It's okay. I think about it a lot and, um, Iowa, I had a lot of people I constantly worked with, um, and worked around and I had a really good client base in Iowa. Um, and I kind of just got up and left and I left everything. So it's been hard meeting people and finding, um, consistent work because you really just have to press the reset button. You have this portfolio um, mm-hmm. that's nice on, on screen, but the relationships I just don't have yet. And I've been here for four or five months now. Um, and, you know, I've, I've worked with some people, like I've worked with some bands and created music videos. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to continue doing that because I really do like music videos. I think there's a story to be told in a music video, just kind of like a wedding film. Um, but instead of me telling the story, the story's already been told because the song mm-hmm. is the story. So it's just capturing that. Um, so that's what I really, what I really want to get into. Um, it's just tough. It's tough to, to find people. It took me, probably took me like eight months in Iowa to really get the ball rolling. So I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna let the time take its, take its toll. And, and hopefully um, if I wait and be patient, an opportunity will show up and hopefully um, the snowball effect will begin. And that's one thing that I commend you on being able to just pick up and go to a new place. Um, because my past, uh, I graduated from the university of Northern Iowa in 2019. Uh, I graduated early to, uh, uh, to go to Thailand to travel overseas with a, with a few friends. And, um, we had to come back because of COVID and I'm like, I don't know where to live. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to go back home. So I ended up uh, landing in Cedar Rapids, living with my sister for a few months, and then kind of getting ingrained into the community. Although I should say that I'm not that ingrained in the Cedar Rapids community, um, but uh, you know, to be able to make the client, to get the clients that I got, and to um, be, make the connections that I've made so far, um, one thing that helped me was being able to like I'll email and I'll like Facebook message people. And if they don't reply, I will do it again. Uh, it's just like follow, you know, uh, you know there's this uh, guy, he's a real estate agent in, uh, in New York City. His name is Ryan Serhant. And one of his things that he talks about is follow up, follow back and follow through. And so like, like I'll send people an introduction email, say introducing myself, uh, you know, maybe adding like what, what value do I add for them bringing, bringing me into their lives. And then if I don't hear an email, hear back, I'll follow up. Um, and I'll follow up, I'll follow up until they follow, uh, until they email me back, you know, either saying like, hi, Corey, my name is so-and-so great to meet you. You know, how can we work together? Or if they tell me that, you know, get the F out of here. All right. Well, at least I have my answer now. Uh, but yeah, so, um, it's just, you know, and then, you know, following up on the, you know, following back and following through because a lot of people promise they, they promise to do things and then they never end up actually doing those things. Um, so, and that's one thing that I've in, in the past have been bad about. So when I heard, uh, cause Ryan, Ryan Serhan, he has two books now, 
his first, uh, his first book, Selling It Like Sirhant, that book changed my perspective on like who I was as a person or what the things I was doing at that time. And it made me change a lot. Uh, uh, and that follow up, follow back, follow through model has really done me wonders. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good a point. point is just hustling. And, and it's definitely um, a truth to be told about just the hustle. And, and you can get no, get told no a thousand times, but sometimes that one yes really can get the ball rolling. So Exactly. Awesome. Well, I, uh, I got to jump off now, but is there anything that you would like to add on to this podcast? Is there anything that we didn't talk about or anything that you want people to check out? Um, no, not really. Um, nothing for me. Okay. Yeah. If, well, there, if anyone's uh, interested in seeing my work, I'm at upbeanyproductions.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you're looking for a wedding videographer or if you're looking for real estate videos, um, you know, I think I think you do a good job. Thank uh, you. So, Thank you. yeah. Um, so, well, Anthony, it was great to talk to you. Yeah, you as well, Corey. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Up the Anti Productions or anything about Anthony, uh, I'll have his social media links in the description. Uh, thank you for watching, and next time I hope to interview Alan, my friend Alan, who decided to basically up himself from uh, Iowa and move to LA. So if you're interested in that story, check back next Tuesday. Thanks for watching.